Hey folks and welcome to The Last Word with Gino Riccardi, bad motherfucker named Gino. If you're looking on Instagram and if it's 10 years from now, who knows if there's such thing as Instagram. Anyway, uh, glad to have you, glad to be talking to you, at you, maybe with you. Um, so the uh, it's January, it is now technically January 15th. California uh, is technically opened. I'm not sure exactly what that means yet. But I will say uh, I've never seen such a a radical, drastic change in just an entire world, just the fucking world, from one day to the other. And I I really feel – I've been saying this all day. I feel like I felt it yesterday. And felt is really the word for it because I didn't go out yesterday. Yesterday, like, was just an errand day for me and Ray, my fiancé. And uh, but I just I just felt, you know, when you feel a shift, the only thing I can compare it to is like one day, like I went to Burning Man once. And so I had to take a week off of work. And uh, and while I was gone, I don't know, someone who was supposed to be covering my shift uh, wasn't able to or didn't or whatever. And so I, I guess I was fired, whatever. But so when I came back, it was like one of those workplaces that was like a home. And when I came back from vacation, I stepped in there and I just had this feeling like this isn't home anymore. And then the next thing I heard was, oh, by the way, you don't have this job anymore. And it was, I don't even like comparing it to that because that's kind of how I felt like when I went out to LA today. I really felt like I went out to hit the mics today and right away I just felt like, oh, okay, this is LA before. Because what happened over the pandemic is a lot of us, you know, a lot of us who were still out there working and just... I mean, I don't know, it's an addiction or maybe our coping mechanism, but we just really didn't or couldn't either way didn't leave comedy alone, at least for the most part. And we had some really serious bonding experiences. And uh and so a lot of us like became close on the scene and then now today all of a sudden you kind of see all this what a couple of people describe today as noise. Just all these people who have been gone for a fucking year. And I know a lot of them weren't even necessarily shutting themselves in. They just like decided, well, comedy is just not something I'm going to do right now because I have the excuse not to do it basically. Or maybe because they knew their friends weren't doing it or something. I'm not sure. I mean, I can't speak for them, you know, but I felt that like, I didn't know what it was I felt yesterday. And then when, when I stepped out today, I just saw all these kind of sort of familiar faces, kind of the people who, when I used to go to LA were just kind of like, I know it's just too many people in LA and you can't acknowledge and meet everybody. I can't remember anybody's name ever. I met somebody today for the third time and I felt terrible because he knew who the fuck I was. Um, but I just, I'm like Gino and he's like, we met. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. You know, but it was just, yeah, I felt, I felt like I was back. Like for them, it had been a day as far as the LA comedy scene was concerned. And I see it in Orange County too. Like all of a sudden everyone just came back, but I guess a lot of them have been vaccinated or whatever, but it's just from last week to this week, just that date, that June 15th drop date that promised that everyone was going to get back to normal. And I'll st- I still say I'll believe it when I see it, you know, I still see people wear ma- wearing masks at the Target again today. It's 3.30 in the morning or th- yeah, three something. Oh, goodness. It's almost four in the morning. God damn it. That's when I do these things, four in the morning, because if if I didn't do it late night, I would never do it. So if you ever get a message from me, like a DM or an email, it's probably going to be at three, four in the morning, because that's when I do this kind of shit. I do my reach outs. I do if I'm going to do like a Rizzle or a TikTok 
or whatever, if I'm going to do my podcast. I got to be honest, it feels stupid even saying my podcast. I feel really pretentious saying it. I feel like I'm being an asshole. But uh, like I said, like I said in the first and I think every episode since, I know this is something. I enjoy doing this. This is fun for me. Uh, and I, I realize that I break the fourth wall a lot by talking about the podcast itself on the podcast. It's kind of a stupid thing to do. But I mean, if it's on my mind, I got to say it. It's just like being on stage. I feel like if it crossed your mind, then uh, it's your obligation to at least put it out there once to see if it works. And unfortunately, with this medium, I won't know if it works until maybe a year from now when I do or don't have subscribers. So um, so today was also the day the, the fucking heat kicked in. Summer is in full effect. Oh, my God. Kicking my motherfucking ass. Summer had its big hot foot in my sweaty velcroed ass it was awful oh, i couldn't do shit i couldn't think i mean i'm already like kind of a procrastinator you know like i don't need help procrastinating i don't need the sun melting my brain to like slow me down doing shit i just uh, it was awful <coughs> fucking awful oh i forgot to get my water that's gonna be a problem later toward the end of the half hour in case you don't know, I don't like to do this for more than a half hour. I wouldn't want to listen to you talk for more than a half hour. I assume you wouldn't want to listen to me. So do on to others is blah, 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 blah. Um, so the heat was kicking in. It's, it was one of those just fucking, uh, I mean, just sweating. I just like uh, one of those take, a, take two showers a day days, you know, just fucking musty. It's like, yeah, four in the morning now, and we still have, like, the entire apartment open to let the breeze through because otherwise it just gets muggy in here. I live in Fullerton. In Fullerton, it's like uh, the beginning of the Inland Empire weather system. So, uh, like, it's, it's just ass hot. It doesn't get hot in Fullerton. It gets ass hot. So, it's going to be 100 degrees today, Tuesday. And uh, I'm going to cancel the mic. And I was originally going to cancel. I I have a Tuesday mic, in case you all don't know. uh, And it's in the park. And I was going to cancel it for the heat. But now I'm really just going to cancel it because I I was kind of already imagining life without the mic just today. And uh, I really want to head out to the improv. I have a couple bits that I think are kind of strong. And uh, just in my mind, in my world, it's a little hard to hold on to bits. I get bored with them. And once I get bored with them, I don't get really great at delivering them anymore unless I leave them alone, come back to them, and then I got to kind of reassess them, bring them back to life, basically, essentially, do my reps. So anyway, I don't know that I'll get up. I'm going to attempt to get up. And uh, I don't know, hopefully, you know, hopefully things go well, as, you know, that's what you hope. So, uh, I got, I'm like stuck in a time loop with this, uh, with my sleep cycle and, uh, genetics haven't helped. P- old people tell me, oh, that goes away with age. That goes away with age. Yeah. That's because you're young. They've been telling me that for fucking ever. That's because you're young. That go that goes away. You know why that goes away? If you have a nine to five job and you have to get up every fucking or five days a week in your fucking life at seven in the morning, six in the morning. Yeah. By the time you're older, that's going to be knocked in. It's going to be beat into you. But I haven't. that hasn't been my reality. Every successful job I've had has had me getting up, you know, ten, like 10 a.m. is an early, early day. That's like the super earliest I would have to get up. Maybe 9, maybe 9. And for a little while, I was on it. I had a good sleep schedule. Go to sleep at like 2 a.m. at the latest. Wake up at 9 or 10. 10 to be sleeping in, you know, 
maybe even nine to be sleeping in. And then I met my fiance and her sleep cycle was like my family's sleep cycle, which is like my dad goes, my dad has always gone to sleep at like four or five in the morning. Now he's older. He goes to sleep sometimes at seven in the morning. That That's my family. That's what I come from. You know, I didn't, I never stood a chance with this whole sleep cycle shit. But the problem is the world is in denial of itself. And everyone I know says, oh, well, normal people keep normal hours. It's not true. I know plenty of normal people. And they're all always up anytime I shoot them a DM, three in the morning, whatever, maybe between the hours of 4.30 and 6, you know, maybe then it really dies down. But even then, uh, I can usually count on someone to get me like get right back at me and even more reliably because they're not going to be out in the world trying to get shit done. They're just at home trying not to make the sound that their brain makes. They're trying to get away from that. And so they're happy to shoot me a message if I have something to ask them or tell them. Excuse me. So I'm on. I'm in this fucking time loop with my sleep cycle, is what I'm saying, uh, and so I'm like, I'm really trying desperately to fix it. Um, I've been told my job's gonna come back on July 1st. Again, just like everything else, I'll believe it when I see it. I am kind of hopeful that it comes back. My empl- unemployment's been turned off, and honestly, I'm not in a rush to get it back. I would rather work for my money, but honestly, I would really just rather work in comedy for my money, whatever that means. Hustling, uh, getting sponsorships, getting venues to pay me. You know, I know other people who do it, and I know. They hustle night and day, every day of the week. And you know what? I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine hustling as long as I'm hustling on my clock, doing it the way I do it in my life, you know? And that's really the comic, that's the comic dream, you know? You're like, a lot of people want to get famous. I want, you know, I want to earn a living. I want to be able to support some kids, you know, 40,000 a year, 50,000 a year, just more than getting by, you know, not starving. Because pretty much any job out there, it's, it's bullshit out there, all right? It, and it, and it, it's just fucking bullshit out there. Like, there's someone making a billion dollars off of your fucking efforts, and they're like, we don't have enough money for it. Eh, go, shut the, go fuck yourself, all right? But the owner of my hotel owns hotels in Dubai and shit. And uh, everyone, and our hotel has, like, maybe, like, counting the housekeeping, like, a 10-person staff or something like that. I mean, it's really just a shoestring staff. And the ho- it's an expensive hotel. I mean... Not by expensive hotel standards because the sky's the limit. Anyway, the point is I would rather be doing things uh, my own way. And that's really the only way I've ever succeeded is doing things my own way. As soon as I start doing them someone else's way, I got to answer to them. I got to answer to their logic. (coughs) And um, it's just uh, it doesn't always last very long, you know. Anyway, uh, so I want to improve my sleep cycle so I can keep comedy going. While my job is operating, it's the only way I can keep comedy going. There are daytime mics. I can, it can be done. But I remember like I used to get sick really often when I would do it because I'd go on four or five hours of sleep because my sleep cycle is so fucked up. So I'm really trying to beat it into, you know, not submission, but something that looks like someone else's normality. And, uh, okay, so here's the story. Here's the story. So I get up at a semi-decent time today. I had good sleep, you know, and then it's, I wake up to this hot fucking day. I'm trying to get shit done. I wanted to get a workout in. I could barely think. The fucking heat's fogging my mind. I'm not used to it yet. We haven't acclimated, and tomorrow's going to jump another 10 degrees. And so it's just really got its big hot foot on our, foot on our asses. And I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I'm just going to – so I didn't get to do that shit today. So I go out to LA, hit the mics. And I'm done at a decent time, and uh, this, the heat must have boosted my metabolism because now I'm hungry. I eat, and I'm hungry a half hour later. It keeps on happening. I have a meal. I'm hungry a half hour later. I have a bigger meal. I'm hungry a half hour later. And I've been working out, 
And so it makes sense. And then the heat. And so toward the end of the night, uh, I'm done at the comedy nook. It's on Melrose. So I'm on Melrose. And uh, <clears throat> the there was a taco truck. And it closed down the moment I got out of the mic. It closed down at 10. Like Melrose basically, it's not a late night street, really. You know, there might be a couple bars. But like the ci- the, the city pretty much, or the city pretty much closes early. There's not a whole lot open late, except for at some centers, you know. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, so now there's accidental chaos. I don't know how many people listen to this, know about accidental chaos. It's uh, one of those rowdy mics. It's where like people go to meet up. Uh, it's like a lot of friend groups. It's, uh, it's hard to explain if you haven't been there, but it's like, you go there for the hang, you go there and like, it's probably pretty hard to work on your material there because it's, it's rowdy and people get drunk and, uh, It's like you go there to do crowd work and to see your friends, you know, and to hang out late and to kind of like live that comic lifestyle, which is what's really cool about it. I love supporting the shows. I always have an excellent time there. <clears throat> but doing your time there can be pretty rough. Doing Trying to do a set there when it's a mic and not a show can be, can be a little rough sometimes. And so I don't plan to do a mic at all. I just want to go. I left my sunglasses at Accidental. It's down the street from Melrose. So And there's a taco stand right next door. I'm like, I'm going to grab a taco. I'm done at 10. I'm going to grab a taco. I'm going to fucking go get my sunglasses. I'm going to get the fuck out of there. <clears throat> so uh, Adam, one of the guys who runs the place, hands me the list. There's only three people in front of me. You know what? It would be nice to get a third mic in. So 15 minutes, that's three people. Okay, now there's a drop-in. He gives him 15 minutes. Okay, so that's the 15 minutes I thought I was going to be waiting. Okay, fine, whatever. I have to wait 15 more minutes. It's fine. And uh, now I'm going to be the last person on the mic. It's a slow night because the city just opened up, because the world just opened up, at least California did. And so everyone's kind of out there in different places, and it's a slow night at Accidental Chaos. And so the guy who runs it, Adam, is uh, he's not lighting people now. He's letting people do just lots of time on stage because he's, he's running the clock because he knows that any moment there's going to be a little flood of people coming in that door, and it's probably going to be after midnight. And so he wants these next three people, of which I'm the third, to last maybe even close to an hour. So now, oh shit. Okay, so now it's been half an hour, gone through two people, and the next thing that happens is this chick has a fucking, like, I don't know if it was a nervous breakdown or whatever, but there was a fucking episode. And this chick, like, I guess she had been heckling people all night, and uh, so the guy who brought her up mispronounced her name a little bit, to which she refused to answer. And then when, like, it finally... Like, I don't, we don't know her. I don't know her. So we're looking at everybody in the room and we're like, there's three, four people in the room and nobody's answering to this name. This person clearly isn't here. And then she's all, no, 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 you pronounce it. And it's like just a little bit different. Like her name is Sam, like Blacksky or something like that. And like they said, like Blakey, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just this minute different where if you were a person in the room, people mispronounce my name all the fucking time. And if someone said Gino Bacardi, I'd be like, that's me. And it's Riccardi, you know, just like, yeah, I'm, I'm up. It's my turn. But she's just like, I don't even know who this Sam Blacksky person is. I don't know who the fuck. Is. Oh, slam Sam Blakey. Oh, oh, that's me. See, I didn't, you know, she's, she's playing that game. And I guess like the guy who was hosting is generally just like a really friendly, down-to-earth pacifist. You know, he's done a lot of acid in his life. And I've never seen him blow up like someone at someone like this before. And he just looks at her and says, I don't give a fuck, you know? I don't give a fuck! And like, I've never seen him talk to anybody this way. And I've definitely seen him endure some abuse. Like, I've never seen him blow up at someone this way. 
And uh, long story short, this chick is like, how dare you talk to me that way? And uh, or something like it took her like a moment to like internalize. And uh, like I said, she had been like heckling every single person up there. And I didn't know I hadn't been there for all of it. I didn't know what the fuck was happening. I'm just watching shit go on around me. And I get this nervous habit that I develop when shit starts going down, I'm playing with my cuticle. I'm like, all right, this is almost over, right? And it wasn't. That was level one crazy, and this bitch went to level 10. And it it took a minute for each level of crazy. So, like, every time you thought it was almost over, she did, like, one more thing, and she's about to fight the host. Like, she's, like, got him cornered, and she's, like, raising up her fists. And I really think that she might have kicked his ass because she was kind of, she looked athletic, and the host is just, like, a fucking hippy-dippy motherfucker, you know? He's skinny arms, he's shorter than her. Uh, I don't think he's ever been in a fight. And uh, she was about to fuck him up. I'm pretty sure. I think she would have fucked him up. I think she would have fucked him up. And then, so some people get between them. And like, (laughs) we're still only at level like six crazy. And then she goes around and she starts hurling chairs and kicking them over and shit. And meanwhile, I'm still like, oh my God, when am I going to get, am I going to get on stage? I don't even want to get on stage. I don't want to get on stage after this. I don't want to fucking be in a room after this energy has been in it and have to be the next person on stage what am i going to do a set am i going to do jokes after this i can make fun of this for like a few minutes and then after that i'm like so let's do some comedy or something i don't know so she's hurling chairs she's kicking chairs she takes someone's drink from him and throws them at him the poor guy had nothing to do with any part of the situation he was just standing there in a corner all you guys are fucking stupid fucking lame asses i'm better than all of you i've worked so hard at this craft i'm like okay she went to level 10 she went to level 10 crazy it was uh it was a lot of fun so uh she leaves and uh she gets at least temporarily banned you know adam is trying to see it her way and he's like unfortunately you have to leave i'm sorry uh i don't know what else to do but there's re- and i don't know she, but she still wants stage time after this like she's gonna go on stage after this and we're all gonna be like we're all gonna relate to her and you know find what she says amusing and pretend oh we're gonna have a good laugh at this or something like that. no no this is uh past the point of no return if i recognize this woman anywhere i'll i won't want to be next to her and so here's the thing the person that brought her He's seen uh, a little bit of her crazy just in the past week. And I'm like, dude, you brought this bitch here? Honestly, what the fuck are you thinking? He's like, well, she's a comedian. I'm all, there's lots of comedians. I'm not friends with all of them, bro. I don't want to get to know all of them. I don't let all of them in my car. You can't, like, what, she's a comedian? That's not an excuse. There's some psychotic comedians out there. Anyway, so at the end of that, uh, when I got there, it was just after 10. And by that time, it's already midnight. And now is four in the morning, is what I'm saying. And I got, of course, after that, people did mob through, just like Adam wanted. They mobbed through, caught the end of it, and everyone's got an extended time. I did like 10 minutes on stage. I'm just like trying to break the... I had like a couple of jokes off to riff off of it. But I was really just all so traumatized by that. Because some of us grew up in like violent households, and you kind of just go to this shitty place in your mind whenever you see someone lose their shit like that, you know? Ugh. And so I get home and I'm still hungry. I have to make dinner. I got home at like 3 or something. I don't know, 2.30. And so I had dinner. And here I am doing my podcast. And I'm fucking cursed. Because I had planned and I was en route to cut home by 11 p.m. I was going to go to sleep at a decent time. Or at least have a chance at it. 
I even took melatonin last night, so I was already getting sleepy at 2. I was fucking on track, bro. On track. On track for a decent bedtime. It's 4 in the fucking morning now. I'm not going to get to bed till 5. I already see it. I still have to brush my teeth after this. I'm not going to not do the podcast. Do the podcast. <sighs> so that's that's my story for today. Today, the day that the California opened, I guess. I still take things. I, I don't assume anything, especially now. And I don't get overly hopeful. I get cautiously optimistic. And so what I really hope is that I I feel like, you know, I'm in a place where I can write bits in reasonable time that work. I can murder. I can murder in a room. And I just need to prove that to the correct people. And I just just really want to get out there. I just really want to get out there and start touring. That's really what I want. I want to be on the road. I want to start touring. Uh, maybe find a comedy club to pass on me, to pass me, pass me. That's what it's, it's weird. Cause when you pass on something, that means you don't want it. But when a comedy club passes you, that means that you like pass the test or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, man. But, um, so this is the way I kind of run the podcast. Um, so it's kind of like a compliment sandwich. Usually I talk about something stupid, something I've been watching, some stupid concept. I was going to talk today about my love of coffee, which I know it's like so it's like so inane that it's like maybe fun or funny. I tried to do a bit on it today and it didn't didn't get anything hardly. I still think I can maybe make it work if I change the wording around a little bit, but And then so after that the second thing and again, I'll be changing this all the time because I change all the time. I don't ever want to have to stick to a rigid structure, just whatever works. My entire philosophy on most things is whatever works. If it works, it works. That's the most important thing. It has to work. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, correct? But uh, And then the next thing, and not necessarily talk about something serious, but like an issue, like something that we all talk about in the public discourse and make my contribution to that conversation. And then hopefully at the end of it, um, end on a lighter note, you know? And so to, I guess what I wanted to talk about today, and it was funny because when I was going through Instagram and I saw some some people who listen to this might know Kate Kennedy. She's a comic, ex-porn star. Uh, but she's a really great girl. She's just like, if you talk to her, you hang out with her, she's a great girl. She's been doing like these kitchen renovations. And I know I have a... It's weird because a lot of people, we, we say we're, it's 2021, you can't be that way or talk that way anymore. And really, you're just talking about on television, in the major cities, unless it's funny, you know. But I mean, most people are still stuck in a mindset from, you know, some time ago. Uh, which some time ago is today because people are still stuck in that mindset, you know. We want to think about it as something that's past, but it still is, you know. Like uh, like the chick that went nuts. I didn't know what to think because, like, I see the misogyny every day. And it's hard to tell because enough bitches use that as a token. Like, everything bad that happens to them is misogyny. Like, there's a comic whose name I won't mention because I know she's going through some shit. And she didn't. I think the pandemic did something to her. Or some shit happened to her because she didn't used to be this way. But she was kind of like 
in my grill not in a mean way but she's just like telling me how people don't respect her and it's because she's a stripper and i tried to give her like this advice i'm just like hey you know that just means you have to be better and i just kept on saying the phrase write jokes you have to write you know you have to be good you have to write jokes you have to make sure to be the funniest and write jokes and you have to you know everyone no matter what you're doing you have to write jokes you know what i mean i just i'm just like girl you need to write some jokes people don't disrespect you because you're a stripper they disrespect you because all this other shit you know People don't disrespect Kate Kennedy that way, and she's an ex-porn star. And if you're going to talk about the level of dis, like the the way people perceive people that they should disrespect, it's like stripper and then porn star is like the person that they wouldn't respect at all. I think you know. But so I mean, th- there's a couple things here, and one of them is people talk more than they ask questions so kate kennedy was talking about uh you know so she's doing these renovations in her kitchen and uh i guess dudes keep on creeping up in her dms and not even necessarily hitting on her which i think she's completely fine with you know i think she likes the attention not that you should all go fucking hit up her dms or anything like that but they're they're like they're like correcting her you know what i mean like like I'm an English major and when people say shit wrong around me, I have to clench a muscle not to correct them because it's an annoying thing to do and I don't want to interrupt the conversation. And also I know they're not going to fix what they're doing. If I hear someone do the same thing over and over I'll, I'll, and it's just just wrong, I'll fucking, I'm like, okay, you said that three times now, I got to. But they're telling her she's, so she's renovating her kitchen. They're telling her she's using the wrong paintbrush, they're using the wrong drill bits. Why didn't she primer before she painted shit like that? And so like I've never seen her rant before. Like, she usually just kind of, like, is funny and posts cutesy shit, you know, and shit from her day or whatever. And it's just this long, like, Instagram story rant about, like, hey, I've been fixing shit since I was five. And I know this is because I'm a woman. And I know that it is because she's a woman. Because I've seen it before. Like, I have another female friend who fixes shit around her house. And, like, she was fixing something in her car one day. And the thing is, she was videoing it because she wanted to make something funny out of it for TikTok and for instagram and uh so what she caught in the video was like some mormon guy coming up to her and he's just like i can fix this for you and the guy didn't know what the fuck he was doing and so he ended up wasting 10 minutes of what could have been her productive time but at least she got some content out of it so i see it i see it and it's funny because like i have i have some friends who see it that way who see things that way and i'm gonna say right now so I'm out to get canceled right now. Sorry, I'm kind of fucking with my phone if I, like, I'm losing my train of thought or whatever. My phone wants to black out, and then that makes me nervous because I'm like, are you still recording me if you're blacked out? I don't know. Because like I said, I have no production equipment for this. Also, I'm rounding out to, like, what would normally be the end of this cast. So we'll see if I'm done. I don't know. Like I said, no hard, fast rules for me. The only thing I like hard and fast is uh, <clears throat> I can't think of anything that's not sex. And I wasn't about to say sex because that's not funny. The only thing I like hard and fast is sex. But, you know, a little foreplay first. Uh, So, yeah, it's like if you don't just – people just like to say things and they don't ask questions. You know what I mean? People, People definitely spew out more than they take in, I guess is a good way to say it. Just imagine if people took more shits than they ate. That's how I think about it. Just imagine everybody and like they don't even really like to eat much like they eat sometimes, but they shit a lot. They shit. They shit six times a day. They eat maybe once or twice. You know, it's like backwards. That's I feel like that's the way 
people regurgitate what they perceive as information. And it's not information, it's ideas that they have. And they've internalized them as like, I'm really sure this is the way the world is. And one of those things is like, I know that if I know that women who go to the mechanic get ripped off two or three times more than men. I know because I've seen it because I talk to women and they always like, I'll get some made up shit, but because I look kind of butch for a dude, like they'll do it less. And also I kind of know my shit just because my car's breaking down. I've had cars that have broken down so many times. I know most of the shit. I understand it. A lot of the shit that can go wrong anyway, not necessarily how to fix it. But, uh, like when I hear like women and they visited the mechanic, like they get taken for a ride. Like there's some made up shit in there for sure. Sorry. It's just, this phone's really making me nervous with its blacking out, but it's recording me. We're fine. We're, we're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, I really wish I hadn't left my water in the other room because Rachel's listening to music and then I worry about licensed content on the podcast and then it'll only be on Spotify. Anyway, um, I, I just, I think that if people asked one question at least, I say ask, I say strive for asking two questions for every statement that you make because then you'll at least like be checking twice. And if you try to ask two questions, maybe you'll ask one for every statement that you make. So like, pe- like people like to tell pe- each other things about themselves. Like uh, people will tell me, uh, I've heard this before, uh, you work out so much because you're short. And so you have a little shit complex. And then I'm like, so you're taller, so that gives you permission to be ugly? Is that how you feel about it? And they kind of don't like, they don't like that that much. But since it's comics, usually they're like, yeah, you know, but I'm like, dude, wherever you are in the game, I see the rule as stay fuckable as long as you can, dude, stay. But also, dude, I've seen what age can do to people, dude. If you don't take care of yourself, like I've been watching a shrill that's with, uh, 80 Bryant and I watched it on a recommendation from someone I really trusted. And uh, I don't like it. I'm on the second episode. And so far, I've gotten a lot of life shits on me because I'm fat. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, do you, but do you need to make the entire first episode about that? I mean, like, I feel like this is a 1990s three camera sitcom and you're just really trying to teach me a lesson. You know, I mean, it would, be, I feel like, I mean, it's just lazy writing, I feel like, you know, just uh, the whole first episode is is just sprinkled gingerly with you know, she's fat and mistreated, you know, and, uh, anyway, but, uh, but she's like real, A.D. Bryant isn't just like chunky, you know, she's not like chunky, she don't got like, oh, thick ass, you know, she's not like pleasantly plump, like she's obese, like when you see her arms when she's wearing a dress or something, you're like, dude, that woman doesn't have elbows, the moment she turns 40, her body is going to hate her, you know what I mean, this is a health problem, this is a health issue, and being fat is the only because it has to do with appearance and we don't want to be superficial, but we really are superficial. So I don't know how we're lying to ourselves, but excuse me. I tried to like make sense of this superficiality when I was a kid. And what made sense to me is like, I'm really looking for people who are healthy because like those, them bony chicks, those stringy chicks, that's some weird shit too. You know, like I'm always looking for someone who's fit, like, and any, anywhere near within the margin of error, you know, I mean, as far as attractiveness goes, but like, it's like people are trying to help her in the show, like, 
not even get skinny, but just like maybe lose a hundred pounds because you're like more than a hundred pounds overweight. Once you're more than a hundred pounds overweight, I mean, I mean, I mean, just really like, it's like you're smoking or something like that. You know, it's a health issue. But uh, anyway, so I was talking about people who say things without asking questions. And I don't even mean asking questions necessarily directly of the person, right? So this is what Kate was dealing with. All Kate Kennedy said was like, you know, maybe ask me, maybe ask me like, why do, are those the brushes I have? Or did I go, or do I, have I done this before? You know, some qualifying questions. I generally try to do this because I just, it's kind of something, it's one of the many pet peeves I have in life is people talking out of their ass and people telling you about yourself, you know? And, uh, so like if, for instance, if I see, uh, if I see a comic struggling, you know, and really only if I see that they're kind of in some way asking for help, because I'm an open micer, I'm not a person in a position to give advice, but you can tell when someone doesn't know like what a joke is or what it's supposed to look like, you know? And, uh, and I'll just say something like, yeah, so are you writing? You know, I won't say like, Hey, you need to write more. Because maybe they're writing and they're just not getting it right. You know, they need to get some other part of the formula. They're writing. Maybe they're not getting on stage enough. Maybe they're getting on stage enough and writing, but they're just, you know, writing fucking, they're just journaling or something. And they're not, you know, again, it's not jokes. And so I'll ask some qualifying questions. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, do you write? Like, what do you write about? You write about your life. You try to write jokes. Well, who do you like? Who do you like? That's a comic, you know, you ask all these qualifying questions and then, because also then, you know because we accidentally insult each other when we just like also some people think they're great at writing so if you they're just gonna fucking hate you it's not even about like offending the other person it's just that we all kind of need to get along and you're just like like this one chick told me she's like why do people always try to tell me how to write jokes i know how to write jokes and i didn't say out loud but internally i'm like no you don't you really don't because if you knew how to write jokes uh would have seen a couple you know you know how to be funny and that's different. But uh, being funny and writing jokes are, can be two different things. God damn it, this phone. Anyway, uh, it's just ask more. You know, I mean, ask before you talk about things or look into things. You know, just it's, a, it's really a problem in society right now. And it's really kind of this breakdown in communication. Communication is so important. I mean, we're social animals. You know, I, I think is why this is so important to me. This conversation is so important to me. Um, I mean, there's another thing I wanted to talk about, but this, this really hits home for me because just your relationships, your relationships alone would be so much better if you ask questions. I know people who like, they've been together for a long time and they really don't know anything about each other. It's insane. I like interview people. Like when I'm date, when I'm going to think I'm going to date them or something like that, or even if I just have a vague interest in them, like I, I ask, and it's funny because I got that idea from like the first girl I ever really dated. She just like, she asked me a million questions. I felt like I was on a Larry King interview or something like that. She's like, briefly describe your mother, briefly describe your father. Uh, you know, have you, uh, you know, question after question after question. It was like a half hour to an hour worth of questions. And so what I started doing after that, because that was like my first ever relationship, was I always, I always asked, like, I'm making the girl brag. Like, what's the worst thing you ever did to a guy? Have you ever cheated? Things like that, you know? And even recently, like just a few weeks ago, like I had an entire group of friends jump down my throat. Like, that's the wrong way to go about it. And I'm like, dude, 
I didn't say because I didn't want to hurt everyone's feelings. I'm like, honestly, I'm the only person here in what I would call a functional relationship. And I don't want to jinx anything. I don't like to talk about nice things when they happen. But none of those people are in relationships, functional or otherwise. You know, So for them to tell me that I'm doing it the wrong way, I'm like, dude, I'm the only person who makes sure to jump in a pool. But having looked at how many feet deep this thing is before I do it, you know? asking questions it's just making i think people are afraid to know and that's what they were saying they're like oh you don't want to give up all your shit i'm on no i want to give up all my shit people have to know what kind of trash i am to begin with because they don't need that surprise that that is a tough surprise three weeks in when you decide you like someone a year in when you decide you might want to spend the rest of your life with someone you know that's that's a tough awakening when you find out that man you guys aren't going to find out until i say it on stage and find a way to make it funny but you'll see i'm a fucking nut and not not crazy, but just like, I'm very open-minded, I would say. The parameters of my life are pretty wide in some regards. In other regards, they're very tight. They're very tight in many ways that a lot of people, a lot of people who consider themselves normal don't think are a big deal. And for me, I don't let, I don't allow that shit in my life. And it makes me look weird to them. And the the parameters that are open for me are the things that to me is like humans allowing people to be humans and that's a very important thing to me because without that we go a little nutty in the bad way not in the fun way like that chick tonight who fucking went nuts there's there's shit under there you know she has felt oh who the fuck i don't fucking know i don't i would like to ask her if i could have a normal conversation with her but people i know like that have been confined somewhere in their life to a point where they just they just kind of blow up my dad was like that my dad would just lose his shit and he used to get his ass kicked all the time when he was a kid you're not allowed to be human you know you're not allowed to make noise you're not allowed to you know be hungry you're not allowed to you know it's it's the general condition that i've seen in people like that but who knows some people just got some crazy in them um but i mean you ask questions is all i'm saying is i'm really driving the point home because we just really got to because I, I think a lot of people don't ask questions because they are afraid of answers. I think that's kind of a big deal too. You're afraid to learn about your fellow person. Maybe you're afraid to learn about yourself. Maybe you're afraid that if you ask for information, information will be asked of you. But also, I think we're lazy. You know, I'm kind of a I'm I'm an anthropology nerd. I'm a biological anthropology nerd. So I've I've studied humans. I've studied us in pretty much every mental physical cultural way you can think of without actually having tried to make like a living off of it except that i'm a writer and so in that regard i hope to make a living off of it but like a a lot of a lot of us humans make sense when you when you think about it that way so i mean i think another part of it and i'm glad to bring up someone like kate kennedy like at this is there's an inverse relationship between sex and respect and i think that's the most unhealthy thing there is but you know what i really that was what i had was planned to talk to to talk to you guys about sorry uh i'm getting mush mouth now that's why i need someone to host this with i need a co-host or a guest or something hey i know nobody knows this podcast exists just yet this is episode number four i should have said that up top but, uh, you know, if you ever want to hop on, man, hit me up. Or woman, people, all the people. Um, I've had a good time. I- I've, 
I don't know. I hope you've had fun listening to me because I've had a good time talking about this. And I feel like I've talked about something that's important to me and that's communication, you know, and our ability to hopefully to understand one another, because I think that's really at the root of like most of our problems, you know, um, this has been episode four. I've had a great time talking to you next time. I hope to talk to you about, about sex and its inverse relationship to respect. We'll see if I remember that. I don't know. But it's it's something that's really important and near and dear to me. And I think that's at kind of another root of why we step on our dicks all the time. Anyway, that's the way I'll put it. Uh, I always have a great time doing this. I hope you guys enjoy listening. I hope you guys are listening. I hope you subscribe. I hope you're having a great time out there. I hope you're treating each other well. You know, I hope you, you feel good. I hope you do things to keep yourself healthy. I hope all the good things. I want all the good things for you. My motto in life, my philosophy in life is I want everybody out there to be happy because I know anybody who isn't is going to take it out on me. I'm really sure about that. Uh, So I love you all. Uh, Thank you for joining me in episode four. Uh, I've had a good time talking to you. Uh, hit subscribe. Is there anything else I want to tell you? Uh, if you catch this, you know, follow me at Green Room Comedy. We've got some great shows coming up. We're only making things bigger and better and funnier and just more fun to be at and do. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you out there at the shows, at the mics. Uh, hey, have a fantastic uh, day, evening, or uh, wherever, what time of day is you uh, find yourself. All right. I love you all. Bye-bye.